deep shot. He's got the touchdown. And Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome back to the Bucks Banter Podcast, episode 32 to be exact. And uh, we are here with a full cast of characters this evening. I'm joined by my co-host, Bo Danyard and Scott Capron. Of course, I am your host, Colin Hallboom. And excited to be back on the air after I left these two hooligans on their own last week. Gentlemen, I got to say you did a good job. That was a flawless intro. I, I, I fumbled the bag on that. So very oh, nice. Fun. Very nicely done. Very happy Colin. to have you back. Hey, great to have you back. And uh, intro, almost as good as that hat. Oh, my God. I love it. Thank you. Thank That's you. So good. I had to continue to add to the arsenal. You know, we, we can all get better during the bye week. And <laughs> have we seen, has Brady worn a creamsicle uniform yet? Do we know if they've worn one in the last two years? Definitely not this I don't year. Think so. Well, he actually wears one every day in practice. That's like the color of the, the quarterback yeah. red. Oh, the quarterback, yeah. The so so he looks good in, in the creamsicle orange for sure. Tr- Probably next truly year. One of the, truly one of the better uniforms in sports, honestly, like in the, in the past 30 years. It's just unreal. Brady's thrown out some teasers that he wants to get it going. I mean, most Bucks fans are all in favor. So they, they finally, the league finally gave yeah. teams the approval to alter the helmets. That was for whatever reason, the hindrance or the reason they couldn't go ahead and do it. So I think like starting next year, they'll be able to. Yeah, I think it is next year. That was, I think you're right. That's the whole reason why. Cause it would look kind of silly with the current uniform helmets wearing those jerseys. But... Yeah, that would look bad. Yeah. But it's like, how is that? I know. In any way a hurdle, like just let them paint the helmets. What the hell? Exactly. Just get two helmets. Maybe don't even have to figure it out to like think about it for too long. It's a trillion dollar sport, but yeah. Yeah. Just truly a rule for the sake of a rule there. Like yeah. uh, maybe they just wear whatever they want and then fans buy those jerseys. Like how sick would a Godwin creamsicle Bucks jersey be? Very my my, my daughter's house league basketball team has like three uniforms. Like they can't. <laughs> yeah alter their apparel for a week in the nfl but but hey guys if this is the only thing we're complaining about with roger goodell like he's doing a great job (laughs) nothing else right no no other worrisome it's really holding the league together i heard aaron Rodgers is going to be running for uh commissioner (laughs) for the next the next leg he's the owners being static about that hey he's he's uniformized yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in uniform. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, anyway, anyway start with that. he'd yeah. kill it in that room. Hey, just the smartest guy in there, just letting all oh, the, those man. billionaires know what to do. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be he really gets good. it. You know, what yeah. I mean? he just he, he he thinks of himself as a critical thinker, right? So right there, when someone labels himself that way, you know that they are not at all a red flag. I know that for sure. Joe Rogan is immediately appointed the like uh, deputy chair. You know, it's funny because like I've I've rolled a few ankles playing basketball. Like definitely had the flu a couple times. I immediately go up and look like, go and look up old Joe Rogan podcast just to see what he <laughs> would do. So it makes a lot of sense that Rogers would uh, would do the same thing. Yeah. I I hate uh, or I don't hate I I don't endorse Shannon Sharp so much since he's on first take with Skip Bayless. That yeah. just like kind of immediately discredits him to me however i did just see he'd posted like an hour ago a pretty epic rant criticizing aaron Rodgers from a number of angles i thought it was really well done so cool. check that one out shannon yeah Shepard. i gotta look that up get some cap on cool points kareem abdul jabbar wrote an article ripping Substack. Him. I yeah i saw that too tough tough to be on the opposite side of kareem yeah Slightly influential, but anyway. did I ever tell you guys I locked eyes with Kareem one time at the Lakers game? Oh man, you're the only one oh. in this chat who could just based what on the, your, your height, that, right? That's what it, that's <laughs> what happened was like I was kind of like in this group of people in this like I, we had pretty good seats and like everyone's like oh it's Kareem it's Kareem and Kareem looked directly at me and gave me the nod. I was like oh well, we can go home now, Annie. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a am- I hadn't heard that one, Bo. That's he'll really tell you the same that. story next time if he's ever on the pod. He'll probably tell you that story too. Yeah, work it into the playoff preview, maybe at some point. Just you know, yeah. it, it'll come up naturally in a lot of uh, a lot of different ways. So totally. Do you think Kareem is a Packers fan or a Rams fan or a 
Chargers fan? I don't know. I don't know. I th- I think I he's just always there for anything that's kind of like like sports intersection with social issues. He's kind of like one of the guys who always has an opinion out there. And usually I agree with him, but yeah, it's uh I don't know. I I I bet he's not he's not following the league too much outside of whatever Aaron Rodgers's immunization status. Yeah, are you asking if he's a Packers fan just cuz he wrote the thing about Rodgers? No, just because he, uh, Lou Alcindor was playing for the Bucks. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I didn't know if that's what you were getting at with it, but um, he also did demand a trade from there. Yes, that's uh, true. And he's no yeah. longer Lou Alcindor anyway. So, yeah, you got to assume. Years ago. I'm going to guess he's a Chargers fan. Anyway, we got yeah. some Bucks fans in the comments <laughs> who want us to talk a little Buccaneers football. So, um, Eric Hardnett on Facebook. What's the latest news? A beer Gronk. Um, before we get there, and I don't have any breaking news in that regard, things have been a little bit gray in terms of those two players, but um, the Buccaneers coming off their bye week, and they definitely benefited from more than just rest during their their week off with a number of NFC contenders, such as the Rams, Packers, and Cowboys, all losing, as well as uh, local NFC South rival, the New Orleans Saints, losing to the Atlanta Falcons as well. So the Bucs the Bucks were able to see their situation improve slightly uh, despite not playing a game and they were also able to get a little more healthy so we're going to talk about some of those games yesterday boys in a little bit I just kind of wanted to mention that of course but uh, we don't need to dig into that just yet in terms of injuries Sean Murphy bunting out since the season opener and Scotty Miller who's been out since week three with turf toe both practiced today and look good according to Bruce Arian so we can expect those guys to be available next week versus the Washington football team Nice shot in the arm, um, and not to mention Richard Sherman is also practicing and expected to be back next week. So uh, two two corners are going to be back. That's fantastic news for the Buccaneers, something we've been unfortunately forced to talk about week in and week out. Um, the, the guys have been holding the fort down enough, and that'll be great to get Murphy Bunting back there. Just another weapon for um, Todd Bowles to use, obviously. Yeah, that's absolutely massive couldn't be coming at a better time we kind of like hinted at this could be like the time that this team actually comes together and um there's no reason to think the team that they were in october is going to be the same team that they are in january or february but um you want to get healthy in november you want to peak in december or start start to incline your play in december and trying to be peaking in january february when you're playing those big playoff games so yeah that's that's huge for and sure. I mean, Plus it's just nice to get people back. Yeah, get yeah. Them playing like get the guys who are contributors on the field, so that the the box can feel whole, right? Like, um, and just and like I said, yeah, let's get the continuity, get everyone who's going to matter on the field now, and let's get some people back on the like actually playing. Why we couldn't have come at a better time for them? For sure, and I may have been overly ambitious, uh, putting the words Super Bowl and repeat in the title of this this year episode uh but the buccaneers last year coming off their bye ran the table pretty much so um good vibes and we got a better schedule this year uh Mm -hmm. unfortunately gronk antonio brown and jpp uh were all not practicing so each of their statuses are up in the air still Uh, but i think you know ab seeing him in that walking boot that picture he posted to instagram that concerns me a little bit so yeah they've been very quiet on that front that's unfortunate, but again, such an area of strength that it is the least, positionally anyway, the least of my concerns. Um, and I think with Scotty Miller coming back, that's great for him. He could come, step into an important role right away. So Yeah, that's huge, actually. Like, as much as we were giving Tyler Johnson his flowers last week, um, Scotty Miller seems like another one of those Brady guys that gives you another one of those really deep field threats. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Scotty Miller coming back and possibly coming in as being that third wide receiver. That'd be huge. Yeah, well, he's shown his he's shown his versatility. You can line up line him up in the slot and you can also he can make plays deep, right? And I think he has Brady's trust. It'd be nice to see him out there again. Um it'll be interesting to to see if I don't know if this will come out or anything, but not that they're playing a no like an absolutely terrible team, but Washington's not great this week. I don't think they're gonna feel the yeah. need to rush anyone back and uh, like you know, hey. As we saw this week, this weekend, 
every game in the NFL is hard to win. Look at how many upsets, and I'm sure we're, we're going to get into that, obviously, uh, later on in the episode. But, uh, you know, if there is a, a pretty soft landing to come in after a bye, it's, it's playing Washington, right? So I don't think um, you need to be rushing JPP, your Brown or, or Gronk or anybody like that uh, back into this week. Yeah, and JPP is just – he's so banged up. He's just like not practicing. I guarantee you he'll be playing this weekend. That's just kind of been the the routine for him really dating back to last year. Yeah. Um, I, I would be fine with JPP getting a little rest himself, but I just know that won't happen. Mm. And in terms of not rushing guys back cap, I can't agree with you more. It's pretty unfortunate to feel like Rob Gronkowski was rushed back versus the saints. Yeah. Because uh, clearly that's what happened. Bruce Arians even admitted as much in the post game, or we probably brought him to back a bit too early. And I know that's, you know, him just kind of owning it and taking the blame. And I respect him for that. And in hindsight, it's easy to say that because he got hurt uh, or, or whatever. However, it's connected his ribs and back now, apparently. So anyway, hated to see that. So let's just play it, play it cool for now and uh, take advantage of, of a bit of a light schedule. Um, for the time being, anyway. Um, Eric Hardnett on Facebook says, uh, we're going to talk a little OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. later, who is going to be a free agent. He's going to have his options available to all of us, really. We're going to hear something tomorrow, I'm almost sure, um, about what he, he decides to do and what team is interested in him. But he's asking, Eric, do you think the Bucks should go after OBJ? Um, I do not. I feel really strongly in saying that. Absolutely not. I think he's going to command over seven mil this year anyway. I just see such an area of strength. I think we have the best receiving group in the league. And I think the cohesion between in our locker room, especially amongst that position group, is so strong and secure. I just I, I don't think in any way it could possibly help our team. And just watching the way that he left the Browns, like, I agree with you completely. Like, why would OBJ want to come to a team where it's so deep into position talent at wide receiver? You're not going to be the focus of Tom. Tom Brady's not going to force the ball to OBJ. Like, let's just get that out of out of the way. Um, as much as Baker was, wasn't, was like, showing him as much love as he probably should have, um, I, I don't think – I think if he wants to be that featured guy, he's going to need to change his expectations of the team he's going to go to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's either going to have to go to a bad team and try to be the number one guy, like I don't know, go to play with Houston or something like that, or or wildly reset his expectations and uh, his bar for where he is as a contributor. Right? I don't think yeah, it makes it's... any sense. I think the last team it maybe in the NFL makes sense for is for him to go to Tampa. What? Yeah. Why? Why? I agree. It doesn't Tampa, make sense. Like, doesn't make sense for either party. It doesn't no. make sense at all. Like. I I know we talk about how good the receivers are, but Tim, it's like it's almost like you, you can't even talk about it enough. Like Evans and Godwin, oh my goodness. Like they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on their team. Like that is so good. That is so deep at one two, like right there, just that, that high level at the top of their receiving crew. And then we like all the other guys too, not to mention their tight end depth. It just I don't know. Like you know. wouldn't even get the snaps when they're fully healthy. I, yeah. Like between like A, B, Godwin, and Evans, you wouldn't even get the snaps you were getting in, with the Browns. So yeah, like I, he's, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Totally I, it's agree. not. I would be totally out on that move. I'd be. I'd be quite. I'd be like, oh, oh, A, B must be extremely hurt, and they must be like worried about the health of that position group. If yeah, or if there was some sort of trade earlier in the season. That yeah. you know they could get in another pick or something like that, but just putting him on the team, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't yeah. understand it at all. Yeah, and then uh, Eric goes on to say on Facebook, Tom Brady and OBJ wanted to play together before. Connect the dots. I mean, maybe so, but in before, New England, maybe. Yeah, exactly. He wanted yeah. to play with Antonio Brown too. He's since got Antonio Brown. He's since got Rob Gronkowski. I mean, I just think. Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen times a thousand. If you look at the current roster, I just don't think it's a realistic yeah. option at this point, Eric. Um, but anyway, that's in terms of OBJ. I mean, while we're on the topic, what do you guys think? Like, I don't know. No one really knows for sure what's going on in these front offices. Who really wants them today? There's a lot of talk about Seattle, that being yeah. a preferred destination. That's an interesting one. That. He kind of sl would slide in quite nicely in, in terms of being a in-between version of what Metcalf is and what Tyler Lockett is. It kind of would give them 
that. That's a pretty you know? good trio. And I actually, right. pretty- I actually don't love that one because of that whole like the wide receiver room of the three of them and where DK, what DK thinks he is and what DK has shown he could be. Um, OBJ, like the like the almost like the timeline of that doesn't really match up to me. Are, are you are you Bo? Are you sorry to cut you off? Are you ultimately saying you don't think it would be good for Metcalf? You mean like it would be like, or are you talking right? I feel like I, I think you'd have to take a step back, yeah, for OBJ, honestly. Whereas if anything, you'd like to see what? Metcalf get more touches. I want to see him do more, yeah. Which is something yeah. I said when we were previewing that division. I was like, I want to see DK have like a monster year. So, um, yeah, I would I would be I would be disappointed in that. I would be like. I don't, I could maybe, I don't really see how that could be a long-term fit. I could see how that could be a one-year fit. But Yeah, but that's possible. And especially yeah, for the It is searches. definitely possible. Yeah. And with that, uh, the the Wilson injury that also, that put him behind the eight ball to really get hot in the second half of the season to have any shot at making the playoffs, right? I don't see it. I don't, I don't think Seattle's very good anyway. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, even with, even with Wilson. I mean, obviously they're better, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like, that whole thing. I, had, I had the like if I if you I throw out another team, I had the Ravens. Like as much that, as I, I love Rashad Bateman, I love that Rashad Bateman's coming alive a little bit uh the last few weeks, the last two weeks coming off of the IR, but uh or just coming off of injury. But if you add OBJ to that, that's unbelievable. I just think that if you're in that offense, there's so much blocking expectations that comes along with that. That I don't know if OBJ's up to that, but if he is. That you would be Lamar Jackson's new number one, assuming Mark Andrews is able is like still like that tight end that safety net for him. But I, yeah. I could see that working out really well, and I, I think that's that's my dark horse team for the AFC at least. Well, and that checks off the boxes of let's you'd be arguably the number one target as soon as he walks onto the team there in Baltimore. Yeah. No offense to the other receivers, but they just haven't had a number one guy really yeah. in the three years that Lamar's been quarterbacking them, right? Really? I mean, Andrews is good and they've had other decent receivers, but no like top shelf guy. Now we can, you can open up another conversation about whether or not we think OBJ is still even that good. I tend to think that he is still that good, but, yeah. um, but anyways, the fact that he get the ball and he's going to be on a winning team. I think the Ravens and Raiders make a lot of sense, especially with uh, yeah. Las Vegas losing Henry, like Henry Ruggs, not, Let's not even get into society. that. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I think that just another one to throw out there. I like the Ravens ball. I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. It's really fun with the Browns too, right? Because like in the division. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing I just thought of. Because like I agree, Bo. It makes a lot of sense, the Ravens. But then I'm like, because I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like teams have to uh, defend the run. That has to be their primary focus against the Ravens. Uh, there's not another like top dog at the receiver position like it seems perfect but then i felt like i'm just describing his situation with the browns exactly it's so true yeah (laughs) but but the browns even had more wide receivers though right for sure uh well jarvis yeah jarvis i feel like i don't know man like they like the ravens don't have a jarvis landry like as much as i love rashad bateman he's he's not that yet and even like it's you're going from marquise uh like marquise brown hollywood brown Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman, Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Schwartz. Yeah. I don't know. Seems kind of washish. It is kind of washish. Well, it's because our expectations of the Browns have changed this year, too. For sure. Um, Just just a thought. And then in terms of the Raiders, Scotty, uh, they're apparently signing Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Jackson. Sorry. Pardon me. Deshaun Jackson. Oh. Not, to, not to say that would completely take them out of an OBJ running. I'm sure they're, no. you know, it's teams who, who view themselves as contenders and who have been dealt a hit in some capacity, right? Um, yep. So you're, they, both those teams, especially like what you, what that criteria just mentioned, uh, the Raiders would, would fit. Uh, the Saints with Michael Thomas going to be out for the year. That was one of the first that came to my mind, as well as the Packers, which I yeah. see someone mentioned here. Uh, Eric, huge. Eric mentioned that. Eric mentions the Chiefs as an option as well. That's one I hadn't thought of. But just based on Don't what's going that. on, like yeah. they look terrible, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, do they look bad? Are we gonna get into that? Yeah, we, we, boys, we can over... just like let it roll right now. Like that's fine. Yeah. You know, the Bucks are coming off a bye. Not much to preview in terms of them playing Washington football team. If any specific questions comes up, we can always backtrack our way over to that. Well, um, well so yeah, let's talk about yeah. it. You want to talk about a wash at positions? 
Baker and Pat Mahomes look like the same guy right now, honestly. Yeah, struggling Baker. Holy, he's bad. He's just bad. Like it's just it's I I I can't explain it. Like I literally cannot explain it. I've well, never seen for his, he's, Yeah, go ahead. He's up, Mahomes every like anytime there's a whiff of pressure, he's leaving the pocket, right? Like he's not step in it. He's good enough to make plays and but he, it just hasn't been the same. It hasn't been it's it'd be like if Steph Curry all of a sudden had a season where he just shot 34% on open threes or something like that, right? Like it's just yeah. like they're just not falling for him. And he does if he's not trusting his offensive line, which is fair because they're not very good, and then he's just he's bopping out of there as soon as possible. And then that makes it so much easier to defend him as opposed to when he can just uh sit in the pocket and see the entire field, right? So I don't um, think their O line's been that bad though. No, it's no, like he's holding he's holding the ball. Like he's really holding the ball. Like at least like last week, like on Sunday, he was holding the ball for much longer than he should have. I, I think, yeah, like, didn't we we I think Colin, you sent me an article about from Brandon Thorne. I forget where the Chiefs were on that list. Their O line's grading out really high, but I don't even know if that's what Cap's talking about. I think he's talking more on Baker's shoulders. He's just not staying committed to being in the pocket. He's forcing the scramble. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. It's, it's like He's he's leaving the pocket immediately. Even if the even if he like even if the O line actually is holding up, Mahomes is looking to get out of there. Like he's looking to get out of there. And like maybe it's anecdotal, but it seems like whenever I watch him, he's always like he's scrambling to the left, which makes yeah. it that much harder as a righty because he's got to throw across his body. And it's just like they're just in bad spots all the time. Like twenty four points against the Giants, thirteen against the Packers. Like that's. They had three points against the Titans a couple weeks ago. Like, can you even? Yeah. Can you Never even imagine a scenario in that yeah. offense only scoring that many points? Like, there's something wrong with the team. Like, it just something is not clicking. They just don't have it. And I think it's the quicker everyone realizes that they're just pretty good this year, even though they they're always going to get the benefit of the doubt of having the high ceiling because we all have seen Mahomes do it. They're just. They're just okay. They're just okay right now. They're going to have to do something drastic to really change my my uh, perspective, I would say. And each week this continues to happen, I find myself like like at first I'm just like okay, whatever. It's a blip in, you know, mm-hmm. blip in the path or whatever. But then it just keeps happening and I'm like, okay, this is starting like is this starting to become real? Is it starting to become real? I keep asking that yeah. every week cuz I'm like but I'm not going to be surprised if next week or at any point Patrick Mahomes just absolutely lights the lamp and the Chiefs look like the greatest show on turf ever, not since Kurt Warner. That's the the interesting thing about it. That's why that Steph Curry analogy is actually a pretty good one because you're not holding them to the standard of a competent NFL quarterback or offense. Yeah. We're holding yeah. them to the standard that they placed upon themselves, which is one of the most elite, dynamic, explosive offenses we have ever seen ever. in pro sports. Yeah. Like, yeah. It. It's like the it's like the preseason college basketball team that's ranked number six, and then they kind of dick around all year, and they have the talent, but they're only a six seed in the turn. It's like, oh, they lost in the first round to the eleven seed. How did that? It's like, yeah, because this is what they've been for four yeah, months, right? Exactly. Like, and you keep expecting the best version, expecting the best version. Well, if the best version doesn't come out in a seventeen game regular season, then that's just what they are, right? So, I guess, hey, it's halfway through. We're not. It's not over or anything like that, but but right now they are just another team, which is crazy. I'm the biggest Mahomes, Reed Chiefs in general believer. Like just when in doubt, think they're going to figure it out. But they have made me look pretty stupid so far this year. That's the other thing. I'm glad you brought up Andy Reed because it's he like I'm pretty sure he's the only coach in NFL history with a hundred wins with two different franchises. So just an absolutely ludicrous accolade, like, like, you know, and he's as creative and exciting as it gets. He's still running all this exciting stuff. There's just something off. And it seems like no one can decipher exactly what it is. Like it can't Mm -hmm. be pinpointed to one specific thing. It's super strange. Um, Is it patience? Is it like, is Mahomes just not patient enough? Yes. That's what I'm saying. yeah. Yeah. Is he just like waiting to see the downfield rather than just taking the dump off? Yeah, and all of that. Plus, they're they're not getting out to any leads. So, yeah. all of a sudden, if the other team gets the ball, and knowing that Kansas City can't stop anyone, they can just run it down their throat, which is what they've been doing. And then Mahomes is down eleven, or you know, he's down two yeah. scores, and it's just it, it just that flipping the switch ability 
to just get right back in the game just hasn't been there. And it feels like they're never playing with the lead. Even the Giants game last Monday night, I guess, Bo, we would have potted just before that game, right? It's yeah. Like, that was in doubt the whole time. Like, they didn't yeah. necessarily look like the better team. They just kind of happened to win the game. Like, in yeah. 13 points against Green Bay, like, I, I, I don't know, man. That's just – it's just strange. It's just strange to see that. Yeah, even though they won the 13 points, playing against Jordan Love as well on the other side. Like, the other yeah. team wasn't putting up points. He had plenty yeah. of chances, plenty of time of possession without looking at the actual time. Like, I don't know that for a fact, but – that has to have been the case. Really, really strange. Yeah. Um, and, the, and but like, if you look at the standings, they could easily just win this division and have a home playoff game. Like at least for, for the sure. first round, right? Like it's, it's so crazy that they're in this position playing this badly and they're still kind of the favorite in their division at least. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd have to look at the schedules, but. You know the, the Chargers have already beaten them at Kansas City, so they get to play them again in uh, in L.A. Right? The Raiders have a better record. I, I but the I, Chargers I, are probably the only defense that has that's like worse than the Chiefs, at least against the run. Uh, yeah. The Raiders seem like they're going to be in shambles for the rest of this year. Yeah, um, that's probably right. And then the Broncos, like, they I'm, I'm sure we're about to get to them, but like, they're not very good. Like, they had a great game. They are not very good football team. Yeah. So before we get to that game, like I want to talk, I want to stick amongst who I consider, or at least entering this season, who I consider yeah. to be even during like a couple of weeks ago, and maybe like I considered them the best team in football. It's the Buffalo Bills, but then they go and lose. They they lose. The Jags scored three field goals. They kicked three field goals and beat them. The Jacksonville I, Jaguars. Yeah. Duval County, even... stand up. It, yeah, like, oh my, it, it's inconce- It's honestly, it's inconceivable that that's even possible. Like watching the way Buffalo's move the ball against other teams, unstoppable. Yeah. I can't, I can't even foresee a world where they scored six points, especially against Jacksonville. That is just the the epitome of the craziness of the league, though. Like re- yeah. nine six, nine six, the Bills lost to the Jags. Are you kidding? Like, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to bet on these? Happen games like yeah. not that I did on that one, but I'm looking at all the scores. It's like, all right, Buffalo, you gonna score a touchdown at any point? Like, yeah. you gonna get across midfield at any point? Like, that's so crazy. We we might look back at the end of the year, and, and that might be the most ridiculous result of the whole season. Easily, yeah, could, I guess they kind of hinted at that last week though against the Dolphins, right? Like they didn't work out until the second half. Yeah, yeah. Vegas made out like gangbusters. Yeah, oh. I had to have. I hey, did you guys uh you guys read this story about the Manning Manning cast curse? Oh, yeah, I saw I that. Saw did you see that? Yeah. yeah, they goddamn Manning's OS two wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Rob Gronkowski, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Josh Allen now all lose the following week after being on the Manning cast. Mm. Like you know, and like, a few of them are like, "Holy, what? What's what happened to their seat? Like Travis Kelsey, what? What's going on? Oh. Wilson ends up breaking his finger after that one. Gronk is out after that one as well, too. Like, well, all I can insane. say is, all I can say is, it's really nice to see good things happen to good people and have Urban Meyer <laughs> get a win like that. You know, like that's a true karma situation. Like, oh my God, he sucks. That's." I- I heard he flew up to Ohio just to just to celebrate, go back to his restaurant with his family. Was, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, with his family. Uh, they did the old twelve o'clock midnight uh, family style. Um, so that was super sweet of him. Uh, he made everyone else pay, but uh, you know, nice, yeah. nice family stuff for the Myers. He's really been motivated since you called him out, Scotty. Well, I don't want to say that I lit the fire. But uh, I'm pretty sure he uh, he's a subscriber. I I think he's smashing that subscribe button on Bucks Banner. He's the worst. It, it, Wins on two continents. Who would have thought? What um what a guy. I want Globe I want trotter. To, I want to keep this podcast under six hours, so I'm going to shift away from Urban Meyer because I want to just I have to say <laughs> I don't know if you guys yeah. talk. I don't think you talked about it last week. I caught most of the show. Uh, but how good is the Manning cast? Like it's it's so good. Yeah. It's great. It, it's a it's an entirely new, entirely new way of watching football, really. Unless you're engaged with like, 
um, some kind of live stream from a f- football opinionist mm. whom you respect. Like us? That, you mean that, like us? Well, it's well still, yeah. the point is, it's still not two of the best. Well, I don't want to say Eli is one of the best because I don't even think he's a Hall of Famer in my career, in my personal opinion. Uh, but regardless, two of the most intelligent football minds who are brothers. It's just such a unique dichotomy. I uh, I can't wait to see what they say about Big Ben tonight. Like seriously, that's reason <laughs> enough to watch because he he's really. You know, they just pretend. kind of their counterpart, both of them, right? Like they yeah. played against like Eli and Ben in the same draft, and obviously Colts, Steelers, a bunch of AFCs, AFC games or big AFC games in their careers. Um, but Ben is so bad, and on Monday night tonight against the just as bad Bears, like oh, I, I'm legitimately excited to see what they say about those teams and Ben especially. Um, are, are we sure that the Manning cast is even on? I don't think it's on tonight. No. Oh come on! I know. They're, I know. Yeah, it's they're they're clearing out. We could we could just start taking over. Maybe we just ship the podcast into a a, a simulcast or whatever oh, they call it. I check. Should we check our email? Maybe we got the uh, we got tagged in by ESPN and we it yeah. just went to our junk mail or something. Yeah, that's that happens. happens a lot actually. Oh, tough, tough. I was supposed to host the Grammys. I had no idea. <laughs> uh. In terms of AFC games, I, I just the Browns really kind of, you know, in the wake of yeah. the o, OBJ drama, I thought they really asserted their themselves against the Bengals. And of course, the Bengals are now teetering with this precipitous drop in terms of how they're playing. But but the Browns just kind of returned to what I think is their identity, which is just smash mouth physical football. Well, uh, yeah, that was one. of So as a Cincy backer this week. I could tell you when Burrow threw the pick six after marching it directly down the Browns' throats to start the game and then throw a pick at the one-yard line and have uh, Cleveland, I think it was Denzel Ward, return it. It's like To the house, yeah. That's, that's, that's such a big swing. That's a 14-point swing just like that to start the yeah. game. And it's like, okay, yeah, there's lots of time. They're only down seven. But it just – it it – it removes your uh, margin of error so much when you make a big mistake like that, right? And then a couple more turnovers, and um, they actually, it was what was it? it was twenty four ten, and Cleveland got the ball to start the second half, and since he stopped them, but then Jamar Chase just missed the first down. They kicked the ball back to Cleveland, and it's like already halfway through the third quarter, but since he hasn't cut into the lead at all, right? And then Chubb just absolutely trucks a few guys and takes it what 60 or 65 to the house he's so good man he's, he's so, so good, good yeah so good running behind that line too like yeah really, their interior offensive line is really special yeah, um, yeah. At least that and, portion of the unit and to watch them in tandem and, and with kareem hunt being out it's kind of nice because you get to see the chubster eat a little bit you know like i bet it's yeah. over and it was almost 90 yards yesterday but i had the over and i didn't for once be like oh should i should i not like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah just felt so good about it and then we could never do that to nick chubb ever again the the like oh i don't know if i'm if with the yards thing i thought we agreed never to talk about it again no no no. i we i never agreed i agreed that we'd never talk about the super bowl loss but oh good call i don't don't know how much of that game you guys saw but burrow i just really had to force it into some tight spots and uh kind of looking down staring down jamar chase a few times a couple tipped balls intercepted where one i think one was a bad break but one it was never getting to the guy and uh anyway it just i don't want to put it all on that first play but that's like a tough just a tough mental way to start the game when you have such a nice drive you drive at what 90 well, well not 97 like 75 yards or whatever and then and then end up not even Kicking a field goal, they would have been disappointed, let alone now being down seven. That's just – I had a bad feeling in my gut the whole rest of the game. And, well, luckily I had to – luckily I got to turn it off with five minutes left in the third because it was so bad. But um, I don't know. The Bengals are, – are, are they, 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 they might just be a year oh, away. Like, it's, it's – it's, Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they might just be a year or two away. That's High highs and low lows, right? Exactly, that's, exactly. Yeah. When they look good, they're going to look so good. And, and yeah. you know – Burrow is still very young, so he looks so poised, and he's—I love just how the ball leaves his hand. Even like the yeah, li- yeah. some of the little things just seemed perfect. It's I just like- such a natural motion for him. Um, but he has shown an affinity to th- turn the ball over compared to what he was a very—he was very good at not turning it over 
for a good chunk of his career or the majority of his career until the last few weeks. So that's something he'll need to correct, but um, I'm confident they will. They still need to add pieces in important places. You know, they got dynamic receivers and a dynamic quarterback and a really capable running back, but, and their D has been all right, but they got lots of issues with the O line, which I think makes the young quarterback's job a lot harder as well. So, yeah. Yeah. He just didn't have his best game. And then, you know, with the, if a good defense knows you have to throw, then it's hard for anyone to throw on uh, a team like Cleveland or, or anyone that knows that it's coming. So anyway, oh, well, tough loss for, uh, for Cincy. And uh, yeah. ugh, that's yeah. coming off that Jets loss, though. That's two very uninspiring weeks in a row. Rich0665 says Burrow and Chase will be even better. He's watching yeah. us on YouTube. Uh, Rich, we're big Burrow, big Chase guys here. We were coming into this year, going into – before Burrow's rookie year. So you've come to the right place, my friend. We completely yes. agree with you. Um, so, yeah, there's no no arguments there, my man. Um, in terms of how about the Cowboys? We're all, like, oh, praising yeah. that everyone, I feel like, is talking about them as legit Super Bowl contenders, rightfully so, based on their performance, on surprisingly, on both sides of the ball this year, on how Dak's incredible season. And they just got, like, the score – finished 30-16 for Denver, but that's not even indicative of how much no. the Cowboys got trampled. My, I was watching that game with my dad and or I was trying to watch that game. So I was, I'm flipping between that and the, I think it's the Chargers and the Eagles game. And uh, I never saw one Dallas offensive possession <laughs> or snap in the first half. I was just like, why does the score keep going like this? Why don't they get let Dallas have the ball? Like they haven't been able to that's- play. Like it seems like a practice almost, and then like we were we were watching the end of that Eagles game, and um, my dad just sees the score come across the ticker, and he's just like, "How did that happen?" He's like, "We like I never even saw them have the ball. Like, how did they score sixteen points?" I just in garbage time, I would imagine towards the end because it was like I flipped it over and it was sixteen nothing Denver and doubt Dal- is Dallas caused this like caused a punt or whatever they get they just gave the ball right back like they had no chance in that game no no chance like 30 to 16 and like colin said not even as close as that score showed right so that's i really thought dallas was as dallas's offense was as immune to a performance like that as as any team in the league basically so true um and that was eye-opening i mean it just shows that it can happen to anyone i suppose i still believe i still think they're good and who knows, you know, Dak coming back after a week off or with the injury or whatever. But, um, like, I like Denver sucks. Denver sucks. Not to mention they traded Von Miller earlier in the week, essentially giving up on the season. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, one player doesn't make the whole season. But it's a bit of a, you know, white flag you're throwing yeah, up there. We want picks. Your best player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, for them to do that, that was, I don't know, neck and neck in the shock factor as the – Jags Bills debacle. I thought like craziness. I want I want the Broncos to to free Javante Williams, man, and I want them to give him the keys. He's being so productive. I just I mean I obviously own him in every fantasy league and like to bet on him and stuff like that. But he's so so talented, and I know Melvin Ingram's been productive enough. But give Javante the keys, man. Like why not? What's the point? What are you trying to like do here? Win games. He's a better runner. He's been phenomenal. Um. Tony Barasio on YouTube. Shout out, Tony. What's good, my friend? He says, Tom Brady, the MVP of the league, undoubtedly. The Bucs should be undefeated right now. Uh, I think most fan bases, if they have a good team, probably feel like their team should be undefeated. <laughs> Fortunately, they aren't. But I totally agree. Tom Brady, MVP. I mean, he has surged to the top of most sports books. Um, ranking for MVP, actually, uh, depending where you wager your sports bets. Um, that was that was in the news today about the fact that Brady, I think he's at least equal to Josh Allen in some books, uh, but he has assumed the position of the favorite. Kyler missing a week, I guess, has had an r- influence on that because I, last I checked, Kyler or Josh Allen were at the top of the ranking. So, and yeah. Bridges, Al- Josh Allen, yeah, Allen, Plus- Allen, Brady, Murray, Stafford, Prescott, top five with Rodgers, Lamar. Herbert, wow! You just have to be a quarterback, eh? I mean, I know that's not a that's not a shocker, but it's a pretty good indicator if you look at the odds. Derek Henry was doing all he could, and unfortunately, unfortunately, wasn't enough. 
or it was too There's much. no chance. Would you guys? You wouldn't bet on Josh Allen right now, would you? No. Not at not at four to one. Either. Like it just doesn't feel like he's ha- like he would win it if he was having the same year as last year. He'd be the runaway candidate right now, right? Yeah, I don't. I, also, if they're gonna lose to Jacksonville, then they're they're gonna lose a couple other weird games. I think. Yeah, I, they're still good, and every, and they're obviously gonna be a Super Bowl contender. But I don't think they're gonna have this. Well, now like the fifteen and two record with with crazy stats to back it up is is out the window, right? So I I think that's gone. I mean, I would sorry if we want to take a quick look. I'd be looking at Lamar at twelve to one. He just yeah, does nuts. so much crazy stuff and is the they can reason easily why get they, hot. Yeah, and is the reason why they come back in these games, right? So and yeah. they're gonna be their record's gonna be good. Just from a value play, I would look at Lamar twelve to one, but uh, we, we should probably give the Ravens a little bit of shine here too. Like coming back fourteen to nothing against the Vikings. And the Vikings yeah. played well. The Vikings played really well last night or yesterday yeah. afternoon it's, or whatever you want to call it. Um yeah, Ravens are really good. Just to be clear, though, boys, it was like all over Twitter this morning that Tom Brady had was tied with Josh Allen. So I think True. there's been a, a correction in the market. I bet you a bunch of people then just hammered some other people. But I'm just saying. It I is extremely Brady's, close. Brady's obviously completely worthy of being there, man. They're, we know the Bucs are going to be good. He's putting up great numbers. Imagine if he wins the MVP. Like, seriously. Well, he's on pace to, like, break, like, all these records. He's in a landslide he's like the top graded quarterback according to pff there's a number of metrics that support him and they have a cushy schedule the rest of the way so i really and and i mean generally the mvp award is not decided uh, after week nine you know what i mean it's, oh no 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 so if the bucks go on a roll i mean absolutely you got to consider it and i think now like a lot of people said there was a, the voter fatigue and that's why Maybe Brady wasn't even a consideration for the award in recent years. But I think this like whole newfound narrative of him, you know, his whole persona changing, him winning a Super Bowl his first year in Tampa and hit yeah. based with, on his age, I feel like voters would be totally cool to vote Brady if he's in any way. In I think so, too. I agree. I think yeah. it's flipped. I, I Yeah, I think that, he's going to have a good story. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that positive story outweighs the negative Brady Patriots stuff that he probably deserved a couple more when he was in New England, right? So yeah, yeah like if LeBron went to Charlotte, like the, it's the same thing with LeBron. He's not getting consideration. If he went to Charlotte and they won the ship, like I don't know. Yeah, next year anyway. Reach, yeah. reaching, reaching for cross sport comparisons here. I guess. I mean, as long as he'd be okay with deferring to Lamelo, but right. Yeah, or Michael Jordan being his boss would be kind of. I think he'd be not pumped about. Oh that. yeah, I don't see that <laughs> happening. What um. Boys, I'm just like, I think it needs to be discussed because the 49ers, everyone was like expecting this. It was almost just assumed that they were just going to pick up where they left off after having an injury riddled season last year. Yeah. Um, But boy, that is not how it's gone. A number of important coaches have left uh, the team and maybe that's had, had a factor. I'm always pray. I have been praising Shanahan as an offensive genius and I still believe he is one. Uh, but clearly there's something going on there that's weird. Like the whole AU situation was confusing to start the year. He seems to have like guys in his doghouse, like the Trey Sermon. I mean, I guess this Elijah Mitchell guy was playing really well. But, but aside from like minor personnel decisions, like what's going on with this team? Yeah. I, I like 32 and 40 for uh, is Shanahan's uh, record. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's record, two and one in the playoffs. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, if, I, I hate to say that it's him, but I think like the organization in general made a huge mistake. I can't believe I'm saying this. Not taking Mac Jones in the draft. Uh, well, let's staying, staying put. Staying put. But go ahead. Well, yes, you're right. So because they could have just what stayed at twelve and then had an additional two first round picks and exactly. something like that. So yeah. you're right. In hindsight, at this point, that and likely be- could have flipped Jimmy G for a lot more than they can now. Yeah, yeah, or they could have got, or they could have took Fields, um, which or they could have I still fields, would have done, which I think um, will will probably like. I'm excited to see him in prime time tonight to try to like have another shot at showing the world that he's that guy. Um, but yeah, they they could have taken Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and they didn't. And I think that's going to be the thing that if, if I was a 49ers fan, I'd be like, how are we having this season after doing what we did this summer? 
it's a lot on Trey Lance, and then they're not even playing Trey Lance. You're playing Garoppolo, who's not very good. Like it's no. it's a little confusing. It's like they're they're trying to be like, oh, we're being patient with our young guys, but I mean, I don't know. It, Weird. It happens every year. Like teams just don't click. They're first of all, everyone probably hyped up Shanahan a little bit too much. He's I'm he's a fine coach. He's a good coach. I, I, I'm not killing him. He's not that good. He's not. Like can we? Like we've watched their offense look absolutely terrible in certain games. Yeah. And if you're a quote unquote offensive genius, like that can't happen. And I know he doesn't, he clearly doesn't like Jimmy G. We'll figure out another way then, man. Like yeah. why'd you draft Lance then? Like, like what's going on here? I just ever like, Oh, Kyle Shanahan was billed as this. Well, maybe let's wait till his fourth year of coaching is done. And then we can, you know, have a better idea or I guess he's in his fifth year. It's like, it's, it's just like everyone just comes up with something and then that's what it is. And that's what we're supposed to think. It's like, well, maybe not. I just, they don't, they look not in sync at all. Shanahan doesn't trust the quarterbacks. And like you said, these weird doghouse scenarios with the skill position guys, like, I don't, what's going, like, what could possibly be going on to not be yeah. playing them or not give Ayuk the ball at all? They just look terrible. Like, they look awful. Yes, he's kind of he's yes. kind of acting like there's no pressure on him whatsoever. So he's like playing this long game almost. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like, I don't know if your leash is as long as you think. Like, you're not coming off a Super Bowl victory. You're coming off a, a two years removed from a Super Bowl defeat. Yeah. yeah. And last year, you know, whatever they get the they get the pass because of all the injuries. But this is they're disappointing. People love them coming into the season. I thought they were going to be good. I don't think I love them. I definitely like the Rams more than them in the division, but like, like, like that was a shorthanded Arizona team in a game that you absolutely had to win to get one back in your division. And they just Colt, got yeah. Colt McCoy. You can't lose them. Colt. Yeah. Colt you can't McCoy. Lose yeah. Like on uh, inexcusable, really like really bad, really bad. And, uh, I, and now they get the Rams this week. Yeah. It doesn't get loss. easier. Like, yeah. I, Oh, that is, that is no good. That is no good out there, man. Stand on kind the of an interesting uh, OBJ landing spot, though. <laughs> if, the, if somehow they're able to turn it around, yeah. If Trey Lance, someone... like you already like use all the draft capital to get Trey Lance. Why don't you get him a toy for next year? Like, I, I don't know. I wonder well, what the odds are um, in Vegas on where on OBJ landing spots since we've circled we back to this. Like, I'm really just but, curious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do we think? Let's, let's get like, it on that. No, do we think? Um, like he's gonna gel well with Shanahan, right? If he's not getting the ball fed to him, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's more about OBJ than the Niners, but like they they're there's not a very good team. Just straight up not very good right now. Right now, that's for sure. And staying in the NFC West, I mean, we mentioned it earlier. Russell Wilson set to return next week at Lambeau, uh, which he announced today. Yeah. Is there any hope for this team, gentlemen? I mean, the Niners struggles certainly helps um because that's kind of unpredicted but obviously the cardinals are you know the best team in football according to the record well you have you have two teams in their own division that they're not gonna pass i yeah, think we can yeah. agree with that right couple that or combine that with the three other division winners and you know that doesn't leave much room for error for the uh for this for the seahawks to somehow sneak in um i don't see it i think they're um in a bit too big of a hole right now. I kind of want to look at their schedule to see what they can do. And then, of course, after all that, they come back with Wilson. They're they're at Green Bay, right? Like, yeah, that's not that's not great. They're a dog in that game, I'm sure. As it stands, the Falcons are in line for an NFC Wild Card berth. The third. <laughs> okay, the third I take it all card. back then. Yeah, the third wild. I know. I'm shocked when I saw that too, which is wild. So um, that well, the NFC South is. Yeah, the NFC is super top heavy. The Let's Panthers. Just... Oh, it's such a it falls off a cliff, man. Yeah, you know insane. what? But like, I don't see it for the Seahawks either. And it's not even about Russ. It's that this team isn't any different than it was last year. Like, yeah, they're not bringing Shane Waldron as your OC. They're still running like that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it oh. was where they ran the ball eight plays in a row, and it was like the running game wasn't even effective. I feel like they were getting first downs off of penalties and stuff like that. Like. It was insane watching them, like the way that they managed that game. And it was just Pete Carroll, hands on his knees, being trying to be that guy on the sideline that's trying to like 
smash mouth football for the Seahawks. And it's just like, dude, you, you're going to have to throw the ball. Like you have DK, like throw the ball. I, I know you got Gino out there right now, but even if you have Russ, he does the same, that it's the exact same play calling. And I just hate yeah. it. I hate watching them play football lately. And, and it, the coaches are so stupid. Like the inverse is true when it comes. All right, we'll run on first, run on second. Well, then guess what? Then they know you're throwing on third. If you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna try to compete or like keep the defense off balance, let your professional quarterback throw the ball on first down. And Carroll and, and them, like they don't even do that with Russell Wilson. So I don't know why we're expecting anything different. They're just painful to watch, honestly. Yeah. Sorry, I, I feel like I've gone off on them a few times, but so they're at the Packers and then home for the Cardinals the next two weeks. They're going to be dogs probably in both games. Lose both, they're three and seven, and like good luck getting in. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I just don't. This is over. Yeah, combine the record, and I just now, like you said, the rest of the NFC is not very good. But like Atlanta's in, like Carolina looks awful. Oh, I know. These other do. NFC East yeah. teams are all three games below five hundred. Like maybe the Vikings get to nine and eight there because they're. Not terrible, but their record is bad. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. See, even if Seattle somehow makes it, they're not any good. So, it all comes back to the ongoing theme: the NFL is fricked. Yeah, seriously. Well, uh, um, the fun, the funnest part of the, about this for Seattle is that their schedule will have a top ten pick, except it goes to the Jets because of that uh, Jamal Adams trade. Oh my so, god! Yeah, the, like shout out to the Jets for winning two games. They still have the fourth pick overall and the 10th pick overall right now. Unreal, man. They're, they see yeah, the quarterback and, and the jets are showing something these last few weeks. Like they're actually playing hard. You know, I know they yeah. got, they got smacked down by the Colts, but it was nice to see Elijah Moore make an impact for yeah. you know now two weeks in a row. He's been close to the week before he at least had like almost 70 yards receiving. So that's a guy, you know, I was very, very interested to see how he'd play in the pros and, no, I don't want to sit here talking about the Jets, but he's an exciting That Thursday player. nighter legit felt like a preseason game. Like it <laughs> had the vibe of a preseason game. Josh Johnson was playing, wasn't a packed house. Like it was it 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 really felt like if you looked at the calendar, it would say August 13th or something. That I was furious. I had just um yeah. dropped off my Josh Johnson Bucks jersey at uh, Walmart like six years ago <laughs> after I thought he retired. And I see him on the screen, and I was—I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, "Josh Johnson, is this a?" To be, to be fair, his family did the same thing. Where is Josh? I thought he was doing the dishes. Yeah. Josh doesn't answer the text. Oh my god, he's in Indianapolis. Thought he was doing the dishes. Thought he was doing the dishes. That's Josh. Josh, these are junked up. Oh man. So, I don't know if you guys heard. I don't know if I said this earlier either. It is Monday, uh, but Damon Arnett—they cut Damon Arnett. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw him, yeah, like yeah, with like a, stuff. an Uzi or a firearm, and like threatening, like just being a total, yeah, death threats. Just yeah. like, uh, like what can you even say about the Raiders right now? You know what I mean? Man, the Raiders have hit the rock bottom of rock bottom. Like it's after like one of the most inspiring starts of the season ever. Yeah, like to and like with their new stadium and everything, and just kind of being like, "Oh, we're gonna be better than the Chiefs this year." To just like, what the hell is going on? Oh man, unbelievable! So, so now to make matters worse for Mayock, who's left in the ashes of John Gruden and all the decisions they've oh, made collectively, you're, you're always is... back in Mayock, man. You're all, you you would back him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would back him into a volcano. I know. I'm, I'm like poor Mayock, poor guy. Oh, <laughs> little, little Mikey Mayock, what's going to do? Yeah, hey, I was pretty critical of Mayock come draft season, buddy. If you run run back the tape, your boy. Yeah, I'm Alex, not gonna. I'm just your, gonna stick with what I Leatherwood. So. Your boy Leatherwood. I was. Uh, that was the worst pick. Oh my god. But anyway, that guy needs a clue. Hey. In what uh, was uh, in in 2020. They, so now Ruggs and Damon are Damon Arnett. That's their they had two first round picks in 2020. That's the two of them. Both been cut already. And Arnett was a question mark in that like at that pre-draft. Like yeah, people you were, were like, I don't know about this guy character wise. It, it was well, considered a, a reach at the time because he was yeah. playing alongside Aruda, right? Yeah. At Ohio State. Oh. And he was considered like a second rounder by most. But Okuda also has had a horrible start to his career. Obviously, he's hurt. Yeah, hurt more than but anything. I, you hate, hate, hate to see anything go wrong for those Buckeyes. Like, <laughs> it's just, 
Oh, but you, you, you just you pour so much into it. You, you just want to see them reach their top potential. And tough, tough scene to have uh, two first rounders uh, a year ago, and neither of them are on the roster. Obviously, some um, pretty specific circumstances in the in the rugs case, but um, yeah, also not, not like, what you're looking for. Big picture, not the greatest endorsement of having a professional team in Las Vegas. Seems like that might be an issue. Um, yeah. Who would have no, thought? I, I, I didn't see it coming. I've been in Vegas a ton of times. Wonderful family destination. <laughs> Go to the buffets, just hang out. He's not and even joking, folks. This is actually I, how he feels. Yeah, I can't believe it. Vegas I life. really, I, I just, the pools are nice. I can't Bo- believe that this. Bodan like, goes to Vegas. Spas. You know how like sometimes you like maybe need to take a few hours to like go to the mall or something to clear your yeah. head, get away from your family, just kind of be alone. Bo does that in Vegas. Yeah. Alone. We yeah. We, we crashed his last solo trip to Vegas. He called it a meditative actually. retreat. He just and goes for the robes. He just looks for a comfy robe and just like walks around looking for ice in the hotel. All I need is a little, yeah, a nice ice machine and some good poker. Let me unwind for a few hours, and I'll. Well, I'll I, apparently that's not what the Raiders football players are doing. So, um, <laughs> seriously, you know, I don't know if you could lead a tour of some sort. Yeah, seriously. Wow. So, as we, we we're winding down here, just a couple minutes left. I just want to circle back to uh, the Buccaneers who are playing Washington next week at Washington. Uh, the early line is Bucks by nine and a half. Um, any thoughts on that game, fellas? Like aside from like that you want to talk about i mean washington's been a bit of a disappointment this year eh? we expected this like juggernaut on d i yeah. think i think we all thought they could legitimately contend in the nfc east uh apparently we were just willing to overlook the the quarterback position completely in doing so uh, but they've been a bit of a disappointment this year i don't know yeah big disappointment absolutely i was i was like i think i was the one on the pod the most being like this is one of the best defenses or project to be one of the best defenses in the league and they just haven't been that um chase young's still good but it just doesn't seem like they're able to get to the quarterback as reliably as they did to close out last year so um i think a lot of bucks fans too i think if you are a bucks fan you probably thought like oh this team gave us probably the most trouble in the playoffs last year right so it's it's shocking to see that this is the year they've had and nine and a half seems appropriate honestly washington is just like the literal shrug emoji like who cares yeah. has anyone had a discussion about them has it like have they done anything yeah. noteworthy have they just done whatever the line was in their games is probably like that's probably who won you know what i mean like i feel like there hasn't been any sort of upset or anything like i don't know shrug, just- shrug emoji and the team perfectly titled just Washington football team. Washington yeah. football team. Here you go. We are a football team, technically. We play really on, really on brand. On with the, really yeah. on brand with the roster and performance. They're really uh, sticking to that. They yeah. do play football. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching. Though I, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these bucks back in the back in the lineup. Uh, see how Brady looks after a week off. And let's face it, not his best game against New Orleans by any stretch. Uh, Would not, I, I, you know, like we've said before, we want to see them hammer bad teams or at least play well, right? If the other team, like if the other team happens to keep it close because they're clicking too, then whatever. But like, let's see Tampa come out and have a 21-7 lead at the half or something, you know? Like, I, I think we're ready for that. Similar to the, um, Oh, like the Bears game from a few weeks ago. I yeah, would yeah. not be surprised at all if we see that from uh, from Brady after this layoff. I think they're going to start rolling, boys. And I think it yeah. starts starts in the nation's capital next Sunday. I like it. Let's go. Like it. Yeah. And uh, let's see what happens tonight. Monday Night Football kicking off shortly. Unfortunately, no Manning cast for us to enjoy. At least Lewis Riddick's on there. I like Lewis Riddick. Yeah, straight up. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the normal broadcast is pretty good. Yeah, I think it is, too. It's better. It's one of the best they've had in the last like five. People years. are people are just hating on it because it's become cool to hate on it at this point. Because Lewis Riddick is awesome. He's yeah. Really good. I really think you have to be exceptionally bad in the booth for these like for these comments to be made legitimate at all. Like, can everyone like really like? I thought Booger was bad. Did he ruin Booger Monday Night Football for me? No. no. Like, ever can everyone just chill out a bit? I always thought that was a little bit much. Even though, no, I didn't think he was good. And there's, I'd obviously rather listen to Romo. Or even Aikman, but like, like let's not 
murder is not saying. on Twitter. Yeah. You know the what I mean? Pra- like, the praise that they're getting, the Manning cast is getting, is what they should have got if Booger was still in the was still in the yeah. Place. You know what I mean? Scott endearing himself to the Buccaneers faithful with some Booger McFarlane love. Uh, he well, just doesn't want us to talk about Greasy, former Michigan Wolverine, in uh, any negative way. <laughs> don't go there. Well, we won't do that, though. Idiot. We we won't do that because we don't have time. Uh, so just want to thank everyone for tuning in on Bucks Report or through Bucks Banter. Please don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Uh, hit up our channel, Bucks Banter, where you can like and subscribe. And that's cool. We are available for po- audio streaming uh, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Please check us out. We appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of Bo, Scott, and myself, I want to say thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Go Bucks. Lou.